What's going on you guys and welcome back to the channel. If it is your first time here, my name is Brandon. As always, we do have our investing academy, which is that first link down in the description below. Before we dive into today's video, happy Chinese New Year's to any of our Chinese viewers. This year is the year of the ox, Gangshi Fei Tsai, as I believe they say. Wo Yao Yin Suji Fan. That's pretty much as far as my Mandarin goes. But uh, yeah, happy Chinese New Year to everybody. We got a comment in from Pure Gamers. How much money, how much do I need to live off of 100K per year, Canadian dollars? This is the topic of today's video and this is really a question that I've gotten so many times throughout the life of this channel and I haven't yet discussed this. This number that we're looking at today is gonna be 100K but really you could plug in any number you want here. We're gonna go through an example with an actual stock and we're gonna go through a little calculation that can help you basically answer this question very, very quick. If you guys enjoy, do take a moment to drop a quick thumbs up as that really does help out the channel. But in terms of this 100K number that we'll be looking at today, I'm gonna to make the assumption and this would also make this calculation a lot simpler that we're talking gross income here. So 100K gross, what you'd actually net is less than that after paying taxes. If you caught the video that I did on taxes here in Canada, you'll know that depending on how this income is generated, depending on what source, the amount of tax owing will actually be different. For example, if we got 100K from bonds, from fixed income, we'd actually pay more in tax than if we generated 100K strictly through Canadian eligible dividends. I'll go ahead and link that video up at the corner. I'll also link it down below this video if you'd like to. But in terms of options in how we would go about doing this, I really see two simple ways. We'd have option number one, which I don't think is the best option. It would simply be the method of stockpiling up as much cash as we can, saving like, a, saving like crazy, and then just depleting that pool. Let's assume we were able to save $500,000 in a little savings account or in an investment account. Well, of course, we could then peel back 100,000 a year and basically whittle that down and wipe that out. That would last us five years. Even if we were earning uh, you know, seven, 8% on that money, that wouldn't last us a whole lot longer. So that I think we can kind of put towards the side because I think really the term that we wanna use for this and the rule that you're gonna come across where this really applies is what's called the 4% withdrawal rule. And this is a rule in the industry that is, is kind of a standard, it's kind of a generally accepted uh, rule when it comes to drawing income from your portfolio and how much is reasonably, how much you can reasonably expect. The 4% withdrawal rule states that an investor can quite predictably and quite conservatively pull out about 4% of their portfolio size or their asset pool in income each and every year without ever whittling down, without ever depleting their assets. We're not gonna try to run this uh, pot dry. We're gonna essentially try to keep this here, hover it here, and just passively, kind of in the background, jet pull out uh, about 4% income. Where do we get this number from? I think a big part of it is that if you assessed a number of high quality paying dividend stocks. I was looking at a bunch today for TELUS. My girlfriend bought some TELUS today. We're gonna to be looking at Manulife in a, for an example in a second. Um, pick a bunch of other stocks. There's a bunch you can think of. A lot of high quality dividend stocks will yield in that three, four, 5% range. On top of that, this isn't as apparent in today's environment, but usually fixed income. So money that you earn on the bond percentage of your portfolio, that does typically play a nice role in uh, generating this income. In our current environment, that's not so much the case. That said, things will change. That will always be the case. We're just, uh, we don't wanna look at it just in today's environment. I think the 4% rule is actually a very, very reasonable 
number to target. What, and I know you'll get people that argue for and against that, but I do believe that's very uh, sustainable. You may be thinking at this point that if you need to withdraw 4% of your portfolio, maybe you're kind of brainstorming and estimating out the numbers of how big your portfolio has to be to do that. Now, we don't need to do trial and error in this case because there's a very, very cool secret, a very, very fast calculation that can help you do that. And we're gonna cut straight to the chase. In order to find out how much you need, take your target number, which in our case is $100,000 per year, and divide that number by 0.04, okay? What I'm looking at on my screen here is $2.5 million is what we're looking at. And really that could kind of summarize and answer up the video right here. We could conclude because that's the answer to uh, video gamers question. $2.5 million, if we were able to pull out 4%, we can times by 0, 0 0.04, that's $100,000 a year that we can pull out if we're using the 4% withdrawal rule, which again is a very uh, generally accepted rule in the finance or investment industry. Now, of course, this rule would apply for any other number. If you're not as aggressive as this person and you say, I'd be happy with a $40,000 income per year, we'll punch in your target number of $40,000. You're gonna go ahead and hit uh, divide by 0.04. And if you wanted a $40,000 income, well, in this case, you'd be looking at $1 million Canadian. A very simple, a very fast way of looking at generating that number. We actually touched on this in the fire video that I did when we talked about the fire movement. And this is actually a tool that a lot of people that are exhibiting the fire movement, they use this to get their, their fire number, essentially the target that they're aiming for. Now, in my opinion, $2.5 million, that's a lot of money to get to, especially here. And man, you can't even get an average house. Well, maybe you can get an average house in Richmond or Vancouver for that price. But honestly, I've been looking at some houses and just browsing. It's crazy expensive here. It doesn't even make sense. But what I don't want people to do is see that number and be deter uh, deterred by that saying, oh, it's so high. I'm never going to get to that. Keep in mind, $100,000 a year is a very aggressive target. In my opinion, it'd be nice if we could all pull in $100,000 a year in passive income, that could be the end goal. But for a lot of people, any amount that we can supplement ourselves with in retirement or whenever we do need to start, start drawing this income, any amounts better than nothing. And this is where I wanted to transition onto an actual example. We'll actually dive into some numbers and just show you how powerful this income strategy can be. And really this is actually parlaying off the last or a couple of videos ago when I talked about Manulife, we're gonna be using this as an example just because it trades at very round numbers today. They trade at $25 a share Canadian. We're just gonna call it 25 for this example. But if you're pure gamers and you're saying, well, how do I actually go, go about doing this? Very, very simple. Let's assume hypothetically we took the $2.5 million and we invested all of that into Manulife stock today. That's $25 a share at $2.5 million. That's 100,000 shares that we have of Manulife. Now, Manulife pays per year a dividend of 1.09%. We do the math on that and we have 100,000 shares each of those shares paying us a $1.09 dividend, that gives us a total income for the year of $109,000. All via dividends, you've officially hit your targets with $2.5 million invested. Now, we got a couple comments on that last video, as we always do when we cover you know, boring dividend stocks. Some people saying, this stock is stupid, this stock is the worst stock ever because it's not going anywhere, it's not treading water. And to anybody that commented that, 
If you took a look at the actual video, we talked about how Manulife is growing their dividends at a very nice clip, about 10% over the past five years. And they actually were expect, they actually posted earnings today and they did beat their expectations. I took a quick glance. I don't follow it too closely as I don't own Manulife. However, one of my expectations was that they were gonna have a nice healthy increase to the dividend. So let's assume they're generous with this increase and let's assume they're able to grow it at a 10% uh, increase to the upcoming year's dividend. Well, this is where the power of dividends gets very, very powerful. With a 10% increase in the dividend, that increases the dividend per share to, in this case, $1.20, let's call it. So now, come year two, you have your 100,000 shares, you didn't put any more money in, you haven't really touched anything, but each of those shares is actually paying you a little bit more because they've increased it. Actually, if you take a look at your annual income in this case, it's been bumped up to $100,000 times 120. Now you've pulled in $120,000. Now let's assume that the company continues to do well or they continue to at least emphasize raising the dividend. Let's assume in year three, they're able to raise it by another 10% in a, in a generous case. Well, now the dividends per share are $1.32 per share. If you have your 100,000 shares, again, you haven't touched those. Now the income that you're pulling in this year is 132,000. So within three calendar years, you went from 109,000 to 132,000. That's $23,000 more in this hypothetical example without even factoring in the share price. This doesn't even assume, hey, maybe the share price went up, maybe the share price went down, maybe it traded flat. The point that I wanna get across with this example is that dividends are so, so powerful. And not only for older people, they can be powerful for anybody. In this, this case that we're going through, this is an example of uh, the term that we use is yield on cost. We paid $100,000 or we paid $2.5 million, that's our cost. And each and every year, if a company's willing to increase their dividends, which good companies do, which is why that's a very important metric to look at, it's just another way of them giving us, uh, really rewarding the shareholders, our yield can, can <coughs> excuse me, our yield can continue to creep up year after year after year. And if you understand compound interest, Holy smokes, things start to get crazy as you can really uh, let that ride if you're able to kind of hold your investments for the long term, assuming a company is able to continue raising their dividends at a great pace. In reality, that does typically whittle down, but I think really the takeaway for this video, this was actually kind of two topics in one video. We talked about how much money you need and also just tagged on a little bit of a lesson on uh, dividend increases and how actually a dividend growth strategy can really be a positive one, especially if you like the idea of a kind of a passive approach, kind of just letting your investments snowball is really the best way to look at it. But hey, that's uh, really all for today's video. Should be a quick one. Just to be clear, I have in my notes here, in reality, we would never take all of our money and put it into a single stock, no matter how much we love manual life, no matter how much we love any stock out there. In reality, how this would be done is we'd build a portfolio of dividend stocks and some fixed income, and the portfolio as a whole would yield somewhere in that three to 4% range. That's what we could pull out, just in case anyone has $2.5 million or thinking of doing that. This is just, uh, basically for an example case, just to kind of share some of the things that you can consider if you're looking at how much money you need uh, invested to pull out X amount. But that's it for today's video, guys. Take a moment uh, and drop a thumbs up if you did enjoy. What do you guys think? Leave a comment down below. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, hit that subscribe button because we post videos like this every single week and we do always have our investing academy. If you're a beginner to the stock market, if you want courses and training right here in Canada, the first link down below, you can learn all about it. 
But that's it for today's video, guys. I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you in the next one.